Welcome to Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, your source for the straight poop on all things supernatural. We're your hosts. My name is Chris Anderson, but if you went to high school with me, you can call me Shibble. Hi, and I'm Ethan Sereski. And if you went to high school with me, I probably bullied you. Probably. Uh, so, now Ethan, uh, I've got some very exciting news for you. I I love news. Let's hear some news. But this news is not coming from a cryptid affair. This news is coming from our hot off the presses brand new segment, the mailbag. Oh. I've got a bag. A bag full of mail. Sent us some emails, sent us some DMs. I'll read them in this segment. Well, okay, we still get stoned. Listen to our podcast on your phones if it's in the mailbag. It can't be that bad if you wrote. The mailbag. Why the hell are you so glad? That was amazing. This one came to us through the emails. Listeners, if you want to email to us, uh, you can uh, email us at uncle monster podcast at gmail.com and if you get on the show you will get your own unique bumper that's the uncle monster guarantee <laughs> this one comes to us through the the gmail dear uncle monster hi i'm a little stoned right now which seems like the perfect state from which to send you a missive <laughs> congratulations on your letter bag thank you mm. Uh, I was wondering if you would consider covering all colors, Sam, the sand down clown. <laughs> if you don't know who that is, you're welcome for the results of that search. I just made you do. <laughs> if you know who that is, but think the story is a little slight to make for a full episode. Well, that's never been an issue for us. Yeah, really? Uh, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, that's understandable, I guess. Thanks. Anyway, uh, yours. Definitely not All Colors Sam or an affiliate of All Colors Sam. <laughs> that is a funny message. Yes, and a great suggestion. We've never done any clowns. Okay, I'm going to make a pledge because that was such a cool missive. In mm -hmm. his, I, I love the word missive, by the way. I always use that in emails. Uh, efficacy and missive are my two. Nice. Um, I am going to pledge to, color, to cover All Colors Sam the... Racist clown? What was it? Sandown clown. The Sandown clown. Okay, I, I, I'm telling you, I'll, I will cover him. All when right. You, when you do mailbag, we listen. Yeah, it's on the big board, and we're also starting a new strategy this season of like thinking of monsters in advance, so that we never find ourselves in this situation. Where we're like, oh, we have to record tomorrow. <laughs> I should think of literally any monster in the world. <laughs> That's how That's we get shows like Paul Bunyan. 
Yeah. As long as it's not one of the 70 ones we've previously done. And let me tell you, uh, just sit down and try and write down a list of 70 monsters without looking at our episodes. It can be a little bit hard off the top of the dome. A little bit. Ethan, why don't you hit our listeners up with the premise of the show? Well, this week, like all weeks on Uncle Monster's Spooky Time Fright Hour, one of us, uh, Shibby, this week, has done extensive research on a ghost, ghoul, goblin, demon, or cryptid. Mm. And the other one of us, me, Ethan, has done very little. Uh, I I have been relaxing. I've, I met a girl. We'll go into that later. And mm. um, I've also been watching a lot of sports. So Shibble's been working hard. So you guys should enjoy as I am the audience surrogate. Let's find out. What this week's cryptid is, what is it, Chips? This week, it's the Nephilim. The Nephilim. And that's from from where? The Nephilim are from uh, the Bible. They are from the ancient uh, uh, Bible. We will also be talking about a specific Nephilim known as the Giant of Kandahar. (laughs) And he is from Kandahar, Afghanistan. Oh yeah, well yeah, I'm familiar with Kandahar. We we uh, bomb them all the time. Yeah, yeah, we really uh, did a number on those poor people. Yes, we we certainly tortured them for very little reason. Now, Ethan, you do you know what a nephilim is? I don't think you do. You know, I did when you said it. I thought um, something angelic or biblical or something like that. It's got that sound, but I did not, I no, I do not know the specifics. Well then, why don't you just close your eyes for a second mm-hmm. and enter your mind palace. Memories. Things that happened to you as a child. Things that you saw on television. A book that you read. Things that never happened. Enter your mind palace. What do you think a Nephilim is? Okay, I've got a few theories. Okay. Theory number one. The Nephilim is the section of the chorus of angels who have to stand in the back during the heavenly performances because they sing like shit. Okay, just dog shit angels. Dog shit angel singers. All right, that's one theory. Is it right? It's. I'm going to tell you, it's closer than you might think. Oh, excellent. Well, I'll maybe I'll get closer each time. Uh, theory number two, um, what someone who hates lime says when asked if they would like a lime. Nephilim. Yep, never lime. <laughs> I pl- that pleased me. Uh, theory that- number three, uh, and my final theory, is that the Nephilim... Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh, just the name of the creepiest little Amish boy ever. Ooh, I mean, that would be a very odd choice for uh, a pious family, and I think you're going to find out why. Oh. Uh, now, I could just jump straight in and start rattling off facts. You could. I know you could. You're able to. But I'm not going to. Oh, okay. I'm going to whet your intellectual appetite with a little bit of what we like to call narrative fiction. Well, there's only one thing that could mean. It's story time. It's story time. It's story time. It's story time with Uncle Monster. Story time. It's story time. 
It's story time. It's story time with Uncle Monsters. Story, story time. time. You know, there's just something about arms. <laughs> you can't get enough arms. You love buying arms. You love bearing arms. But more than anything, you love dealing arms. <laughs> you, Shoshana Xanadu, love your job as an international arms dealer. The feeling of raw power as you hold an arm in your hand is like nothing else. And you love seeing the look on your customers' faces as they pick up one of your arms for the first time. It's magical. The Constitution of the United States of America guarantees the right of every man, woman, and child the right to bear arms. And you believe that an armed society is a safe society. That's why you've made it your mission to bring your arms to people living in the most dangerous parts of the world, where they don't have the common sense governance that says that every single person should have a loaded gun on them all the time. <laughs> That's why you're here in Afghanistan. <laughs> These people just aren't living safe out here. Fortunately, you've made contact with some nice young men looking to get arms to the people. <laughs> They're sort of a new Taliban. <laughs> They're calling themselves the Tuliban. Taliban 2. It's kind of a stretch. But you can tell their heart is in the right place when it comes to buying just a bunch of high-powered guns. <laughs> After one of their guys reached out to you via the dark web, don't ask me how any of that stuff works. <laughs> and one of your established clients vouched for him. You made arrangements to meet with the Tuliban today to hammer out a deal. And so your private jet touched down at Ahmad Shad Baba International Airport early this morning. Something funny about Ahmad Shah Baba International Airport? <laughs> yes. Now, you and your driver, Reichhardt, are riding through a remote valley road in Kandahar with a trunk full of automatic weapons. <laughs> the Tuliban is hoping to set up a remote mountain compound inspired by the cave complex Time magazine claimed Osama bin Laden had, and you had to commend their ambition. It would cost a pretty penny to get something like that set up, but whichever Saudi prince is funding these guys must have pretty deep pockets, based on the conversations you've had with their buyer. Reichardt rounds the corner of the valley, and you find the cave entrance just where your contact said it would be. Unfortunately, there are no eager but inadequately armed young men here to greet you. Huh. Perhaps they went into the cave, yeah? Reichardt <laughs> suggests. And you agree to check it out. As the two of you approach the cave on foot, you see construction equipment strewn about on the ground. Blood drying on a rock. A work boot with a snapped-off shin bone sticking out. You and Reichardt draw your arms. <laughs> the, the cave 
is incredibly dark, the noonday sun barely penetrating. A foul stench wafts from somewhere deep inside. It smells kind of like old milk and paint. Then you hear footsteps. Lumbering out of the darkness comes a creature that you would call a man if men could be 12 feet tall. Wow. He's garbed in crude animal skins. His matted red hair grows down to the middle of his back, and he has a bluish tinge to his skin. His most salient feature, however, is that he is carrying a 16-foot-long crude wooden spear. In one swift motion, he drives the spear directly into Rikard's chest, uh, lifting him clean off the ground. You open fire on the ginger giant, but unfortunately, you're only carrying your business gun, and it doesn't have the stopping power to put this guy down. He tosses the impaled Reichardt to the side and turns to you with hate in his eyes. You turn to run, but you feel his massive six-fingered hands upon you. He squeezes the life from your very chest, and you think to yourself, boy, I wish I had brought a bigger gun. (laughs) If you had, then you, Shoshana Xanadu, might have survived your encounter with a Nephilim. Very. I love that story. I, You know what I liked? Um, I mean, aside from the really funny shit, um, and I didn't, I thought, you know what? There was one disappointment. Want to hear it? Let's, tell me. I loved Reichardt's voice so much that when he was impaled, I thought he was going to say like, oh, I've been impaled in that voice. Oh, yeah. That was a missed opportunity. Ah, I love the Reichardt voice, but I thought it was really well written. I mean, just amazing. And I love the description of the smell of milk and paint. That was really good. That was inspired by an old uh, customer of mine. Who smelled uh, like milk and the paint? Video store. He smelled like old milk and paint. He was one of the most disturbing people I ever met in my life. He was the, at the porn store. Well, we, we, we were no, a video store. He was store. a porn customer. He was a porn customer for sure. Right, yeah. Uh, I remember him one time uh, saying to a coworker of mine uh, who was a lady buying from her uh, several porn movies and saying, do you like these movies? <laughs> I like these movies better than horror movies, which is like, what, why would, why are they even like adjacent in your brain? It's just another genre to him. I don't know that, that quick association of murder and uh, Uh pornography was very off. At least he didn't say like, it's really good, but not quite as good as snuff films. (laughs) Well, it reminds Another disturbing customer of mine was a guy who came in. He needed his mother to set up an account for him. And he was uh, uh, probably in his late 30s. And he was like cussing at his mom the whole time. Just be like, stop asking so many fucking questions, mom. Uh, And then he asked if we had documentaries about nudists and Nazi experimentation. Okay. You don't, you don't serve that customer. Yeah. I was like, I'll, I just said, nope, sorry, bro. I don't I don't have a search function for that. I'm sorry. He's like, we're visiting from Parkland, Florida. I <laughs> I'm really excited about this video store. Yeah. I mean, he was yeah, yeah, I ran into a lot of freaks at that job. I'm sure. Congratulations on not being murdered. Well, the Nephilim. <laughs> Speaking of scary, yeah. How about that big old Nephilim? Let me see if I understand. He it's the Nephilim is a 12 foot 
red-headed giant with six fingers on each hand and super strength. Well, I mean, I guess average strength for a 12-footer. Or maybe super strength. I'm not sure. I couldn't put it together. And I don't realize, I don't know anything about the origins or motivations, but that's what I have so far. All right. Well, here we go. The Nephilim are an ancient race of giants, mm. only half human. Uh, said Some are said to still live in Afghanistan. What's the other the half? East. Well, you'll find out. Oh, I thought okay, I thought it was just going to be a cliffhanger. They are they are twelve to fifteen tall, fifteen feet tall. Uh, they have a bluish skin, oh, that's red cool. hair, uh, six fingers on each hand, and uh, six toes on each foot. Freaks, yeah, yeah, real weirdies. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the term Nephilim. Well, before we get to that, do you have any facts for me this week? We have Layla presents the best Bible typos. Yes, Layla presents the best Bible titles. Number one, Jesus was his name, or was it? Wait, what? 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 Huh? You get out of here with that. Huh? Um, Joshua, more like. You see, the English name is a transliteration of the Greek Jesus, which comes from the Hebrew Yeshua which is a direct version of Joshua. So he's really Joshua Christ. Or he's alternately, like those would be different translations of his same name, which probably would have been something like Aramaic. I like to think he's Josh Christ. All right. Well, there we go. We're just going to be calling Joshy. Josh Christ. Number two, Sin On More. Which sounds like a, like a Rolling Stones song, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Or, or a hair metal album. Yeah, no. Much more so. Good point. Uh, a 1716 edition of the 17th century King James Version of the Bible, also known as... Uh, I hate when I copy down a bad joke, you know, from, mm. some, from the source. But here, I'll give you the joke, and I'll let you know that I didn't write it, and I didn't mean to copy it. Um, of the King James Version, be better known as the Party Bible... Wait, no. It isn't. They write, no, it isn't. <laughs> it's very no. funny. Um, okay, so the 17th century version of King James replaces sin no more from Jeremiah 31, 34 with sin on more. <laughs> there Oops. were 8,000 copies printed before anyone noticed. Boy, somebody really ought to be a little red-faced about that one back at the old uh, printing press. I would blame Satan. I mean, you know they would believe yeah, it. Yeah, no, like, you know you he's in there. Did you print our Bibles? Like, we tried, but Satan messed up one of the pages, so I'm sorry, we can't give you a refund, but we'll try yeah. again. That's why we're burning all these Bibles. <laughs> Number three, let the children first be killed. Uh, this one's awkward. It's Mark 727, and it's supposed to be, let the children first be filled. Equally, mm. equally disgusting. Uh, a 1795 edition of the King James Version said, let the children first be killed. Well, I mean, yeah, that's normally the opposite of how we want those things to run. Normally, the children, you want them to be killed last. Unless they're between you and a monster. Then I want them to be killed first and give me more time to run. All right, fair enough. Do not put your children anywhere near Ethan and a monster. He will that's not right. save them. They won't make it. Now, speaking of monsters, mm -hmm. the Nephilim. Now, you might be wondering where the term Nephilim comes from. I am wondering that, yeah. It comes from the Hebrew, and it has been translated alternately as either the fallen ones 
or the ones that cause others to fall. Oh. Or sometimes people will just translate it just as giant. <laughs> but if you like, if you translate it etymologically, it would be either the fallen ones or the it's ones. It's a Granny that... Smith or a green one or a red one, but alternately they're known as bananas. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like uh, if, you know, never mind. <laughs> it sounded like you said Nephilim. So no, works. no, I, I, I truly uh, do not know how to explain what I'm thinking of. Uh, they appear in the Bible uh, right in the very first book, right there in Genesis, chapter 6, verse 4. The Sega part, right? Yes, the Sega part. Right. Uh, and so Sonic said unto them... Sonic! Uh, no, uh, that's not in there. Uh, <laughs> the Nephilim were in the earth those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bore children to them, the same were the mighty men of old, the men of renown. Now you'll notice that I, uh, I it was talking about the sons of God coming in the daughters of men. Uh, Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. They, they, they came, they came in them. Uh, <laughs> And that this is because uh, they are half angels. Oh, uh, that's dope. Or and possibly half fallen angels. Well, they're still or, angels. I mean, don't yeah. be a racist about it. Or some say also possibly uh, half children of Cain. Uh, I don't like that one. That's dumb. No, no. And we're going to find more support uh, for the angels theory. Uh, because there's a, an apocryphal book of the Bible. I always love an apocryphal book of the Bible. There's some apocryphal book of anything, really. No, it's true. But Bible is going to be your top five books containing apocrypha. I That's think. That's true. That's true. Uh, now there's there's uh, it's the book of Enoch, and it tells the story of an angel named Samyaza. Samyaza. Spell it. S-A-M-Y-A-Z-A. Samyaza, yeah. Yeah, Samyaza, who, along with a band of roughly 200 other uh, Grigori, which were Watcher angels. I know what those are from um, the show with the two handsome guys and the monsters. Supernatural. Right. I couldn't think of it. Yeah. Us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, this really is kind of a bizarro supernatural. No, if they had done this, they would have been a lot better off. I agree. Uh, now, they rebelled against God, these Grigori and Semyaza, uh, because they wanted to have sex with human women. <laughs> that, listen, I can understand the, the, the need now, to... People, uh, people do some dumb stuff when they're looking to, to, to get with a, a pretty lady. That's true. I mean? They will go against God and fall from heaven. No, you will, you will definitely step on your dick. <laughs> Watch out, fellas. So for everybody used to call it pink poison. Oh. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? Um, my good friend John Chapman, his grandma once looked at us both and goes, "Girls can't cook no more. All they know is bed work." <laughs> Damn, that's dope. Yeah, I mean, she calls it like she sees it. Yeah, I guess. I'll order takeout. That's no problem. Uh, <laughs> so he took uh, two hundred Gregory. Uh, to a secret meeting at Mount Hermon in the Golan Heights. Mount uh, Hermon? Mount Hermon. Okay. It's Mount Hermon, one of the lesser known biblical mountains. <laughs> it's 
that's not Sinai or Masada for sure. No, no, those already have their own things going on. They went yeah. to Mount Hermon. This Mount is the Mount Hermon, Hermon story. <laughs> I went to Mount Cousin It. So uh, they all agree uh, that they've, uh, they're just too horny from watching human ladies all the time. They can't take it anymore. Understandable. And now here's a reading from the first book of Enoch, chapter 6, verses 3 through 5. Okay. And Samyaza, who was their leader, said to them, I fear you will not indeed agree to do this deed, and I alone shall have to pay the penalty of a great sin. And they all answered him and said, Let us all swear an oath, and all bind ourselves by mutual imprecations, not to abandon this plan, but to do this thing. Then swear they all together and bound themselves by mutual imprecations upon it. So they basically, uh, these angels entered into an American pie style virginity pact (laughs) uh, to wage war against God. God hates American pie notoriously. Yeah, this is why. It reminds him too much of Semyaza. It's painful for the big guy. Yeah. Uh, So they did. uh, They went out from Mount Hermon, and uh, they had sex with a bunch of ladies. And those ladies gave birth to the Nephilim. Uh, The the Nephilim were gigantic, obviously, and very powerful, supernaturally strong. And they're also born without souls. Uh, What? Yeah, just like angels don't have souls. Same sort of situation. You know, I hate that. I wish... I don't know. It's sad. It is sad. It's sad to be an angel. It's not all it's cracked up to be. I wouldn't want to be one. That sucks. No, being a human rules, except uh, we have to die. Yeah, there, uh, there is one major drawback. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, the wickedness of these giant evil men who were, had no souls and were corrupted by the power that they had. You know, especially in like... 17,000 BC or fucking whenever, you know, you could just be tearing shit up. Nobody's a 12 foot man. You live like a fucking king. Yeah. Oh, you know what you can do is use a slingshot. I hear that works. Well, I mean, maybe. Mm. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. Ranged weapons would definitely be the way you'd want to go. You'd want to get like 10 guys with addle addles, (laughs) just uh, hucking those spears at your, uh, at the big fella. An atlatl will mess you right up. I don't even know what that is. I'm not going to pretend. An atlatl is like a spear that gets, you don't throw it with your hand though. You throw it with like a stick. Oh, like you ever like use one of those sticks that you throw a tennis ball. Yeah. With yeah. With my dog for a dog. It's like that, but with a spear. Oh, that's, that's kind of a cool weapon. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is pretty cool. It takes a good amount of skill, but it gets you a better range and, and, uh, with, uh, uh, than you would get with just throwing a spear. Want to know um, another cool weapon? It's one of my favorite words. Yes. Okay. It, a labyr, L-A-B-Y-R, is a what? Do you know? No, I don't. A two-headed war axe. Okay. That sounds familiar. It's yeah, a two-headed war axe is a, is a bad we- badass weapon for sure. That's right. Now, these giants, they were quite wicked, <laughs> uh, as I say. And the big guy upstairs, he doesn't much care for this wickedness. And so they were one of the deciding factors when he decides to flood the earth. How fucked up is that? Yeah. And they're like, and, and he's like, on top of all the people being fucked up, I got these Nephilim running around. I got to, I got to wash them out of here too. 
So he was on the fence, but he was like, I got to get rid of these fucking redheaded yeah. half giants. Yeah, that's a fucking problem, too. If we I can, Hag- if, we've got a Hagrid issue. <laughs> if I can if I can slam dunk those guys straight into hell, boy, that would help me out a lot. Yeah. Uh, Forget all the people. <laughs> and I don't have to, like, lightning bolt them one at a time. Uh, I mean, the only guy I really like is Noah and his kids. <laughs> so just, just fuck it. Just fuck it. It's hit the reset button. And I like all animals, but only two of them. Yeah. And, uh, like... Frankly, those those unicorns are throwing me off. Let's leave those guys behind. <laughs> That's funny. Now, here's the bad news. Looks like God didn't finish the job. Wait, you're telling me someone survived the flood? Other than Noah? Yes, I'm telling you that not just Noah, not just the animals on the ark, not just the fish that were living in the ocean were probably really like fucking psyched. Good point. Nephilim survived. Oh and we know that God. this is true because we have credible reports of encounters with Nephilim occurring as recently as 2002. Holy sh... I cannot fucking wait for this. No, this is... It's about to get fucking real. That's right. Now, I've got... Basically, there are two major sources of uh, first-hand accounts Liar one and liar two. <laughs> First in 2008, conservative radio DJ uh, Steve Quayle was on uh, uh, the radio show Coast to Coast, and he was interviewing a man that he only referred to as Pilot. Oh, uh, Pilot uh, was a helicopter pilot in Afghanistan in 2002 who airlifted a a group of operators who uh, claimed to have recently killed a giant. So there's that. That's amazing. Are are they sure it wasn't just like a six foot five Arab guy? Well, we'll talk more about it later. But in 2016, a biblical scholar slash cryptozoologist slash YouTuber named... Imagine being married to him. Oh, what a dream. I mean, <laughs> imagine being a cryptozoologist with a YouTube channel. What kind of fucking nerd would that be? Hey, what a loser. Uh, and his name is L.A. Marzuli. Oh, that's dope. Yes. A great name. Really rolls off the tongue. Very musical. Can I say it? Go for it. Hey, I'm L.A. Mar- uh, <clears throat> How are you? I'm L.A. Marzuli. I like that. Yeah, have... Have you told your date tonight your real name yet? It's not too late. You know, last time I met someone on the internet, I forgot I used my cousin Miles's name. And like, mm. she thought my name was Miles for two weeks. And it, I didn't know what to say, you know? So this time I went with Ethan. I, yeah. Yeah. Once bitten, twice shy on that one. That's right. That's right. No, no touching that stove again. <laughs> Be like, I, I performed just the most minor of catfishing upon you. I'm very <laughs> yeah. sorry. I mean, she knew what I looked like and my personality. She just didn't know my real name. <laughs> yeah. I'm just not Miles. <laughs> the most basic fact, core information about me is just untrue. I'm a liar. And I don't have a Lamborghini that can change into a boat. <laughs> But it's just those two things. Be quiet. Stella might be listening and hear that I don't have the Lamborghini when it turns into the boat that I've been talking about. Yeah, that would be so disappointing. 
if you were going to some guy's house, you're like, I can't wait to drive in his Lamborghini that changes into a boat. That'd be so incredible. And then you, you know, she, was, and- she would tell all her friends, like, I- I'm going to ride in a Transformer this weekend. They'd be like, No, you're not. Like, seriously? Oh, he's. Like, I'm going to post so many selfies. Oh, she'd be so embarrassed when she saw that I did not have that. So, L.A. Marzuli. He was interviewing a military contractor that he just referred to as Mr. K. Mm. Now, unfortunately, L.A. Marzulli's video, his YouTube video of this has been taken down. <gasps> that, what a conspiracy. Yes. Think about it. Now, this video uh, did still make a splash at the time. Uh, and in it, Mr. K describes being on patrol with his unit on a goat path in a remote part of Kandahar. Of course, a goat path, yes. Yeah, and he was um, he was not in the army. He was a military contractor. Gotcha. Uh, uh, one of these Blackwater types. Oh, okay, wonderful. Like, what's her name's brother? Betsy DeVos's brother? Or who is it? Someone's brother is the head of Blackwater. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think that is Betsy DeVos. Okay. Now, as they pass by a cave, a 15-foot-tall man... With long red hair, six figures on each hand, and a powerful stink pops out of the cave. He was armed with either a spear or a pike, depending on how much you want to differentiate spears and pikes. <laughs> I love that sentence. <laughs> well done. Uh, now, uh, some sort of uh, it was some sort of long pointy stick, uh, which he promptly drove through the chest of a soldier named Dan, uh, killing him instantly. Oh or a soldier, God. I guess, operator. I don't know. Uh, he killed him. Uh, the rest of the unit opened fire, killing the giant. Oh. Uh, they called it in, and a helicopter flew in, and they wrapped him up in a big net, and he weighed over a 1,000 pounds. And uh, the helicopter flew the uh, corpse back to base. Back to Area 51, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, the soldiers, uh, everyone was ordered not to discuss what they saw. That's but why then, the of YouTube course, video was taken. Yeah, down. and that's why it took him another eight years to get on L.A. Marzulli's show. Well, he was scared, man. You don't want to go. You know, the government will take you out, man, if you talk yeah. about you know some secret shit. That's why he had to hide his identity and be referred right. to solely as Mister K. Right. He loves so, animal tranquilizers. So unless you want to uh, question our troops. No, never. I don't think you could ever find a source more credible than the troops. Everybody give it up for the troops. The troops. They're so brave. give it up for the politicians who start the wars. Yes. (laughs) Yes, keep voting them in. Right. We we, we We vote for them as a vote for their opponent. Got to keep paying Raytheon. Very important. So that sort of comes to the end of my Nephilim research. That was very detailed. What do you mean? You act like it was it was quick. I mean, that was really good. Well, thank you. Thank you. Do you have any more? Layla presents Biblical Typos. Number four. If the latter husband ate her. Known as the Cannibal's Bible. Seriously, mm. that's really the name of this. That's a version. good name. Yeah, I love that. I, I like I was reading this and I was like, God, would I love to own a cannibal? But I wonder if they're expensive. That would also be a great name for a cookbook. 
Oh my God. Yes. For can a cookbook for cannibals. No one's done yeah. that. Oh my God. Yeah. You're on fire. Uh, known as the cannibals Bible, a 1682 printing of the Bible alters this passage from Deuteronomy 24, three, which is meant to read. If the latter husband hate her mm. equally as dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's already, yeah. So it would really blend into this dark passage of this terrible relationship between this husband. <laughs> well, the there's, there's, there's not many, you know, great relationships in the Bible. Except for mine with Jesus. Number five, to remain. Um, mm -hmm. In an 1805 Bible, a proofreader's notes corresponding to the question of whether a comma should be removed or not ended up as part of Galatians 429. Mm. It, there was an instruction he wrote to keep the comma because there had been a suggestion that, you know, they, they do it like the dictionary. You know, everyone's so often they're like, okay, let's make some changes. And there was a deletion suggestion of a comma, and, and, it, and it reads, but as then he that was born after the flesh persecuted him, that was born after the spirit, to remain, comma, because they meant the comma was to remain. Mm. To remain, comma, even so it is now. That's funny. That is funny. I think that's, that's a classic, I, I that's a classic a, gag. I wish there had been a uh, like a better note. Like, what, what the fuck do you mean? <laughs> the comma's yeah. fine. Leave it there, Henry! <laughs> after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit. Leave it there, Henry! Even so it... <laughs> yeah, that sounds better. You're right. Number six. Holy Ghost. This tricky uh, turn of phrase illustrates some of the pitfalls of biblical translation. Mm. The Greek word pneuma means breath or spirit, but in the King James Version, it is mistranslated as ghost. Mm. Mm. So not only does this make the concept of the Holy Spirit very confusing, it gives us the bizarre phrase, he gave up the ghost in Luke 23, 46, which be, would be better translated as he breathed his last. So it's ah. not even the Holy Ghost. No, yeah, that, that a lot of people consider Holy Ghost to be an outdated term. I think it's on the wane. Oh, really? You think one day it'll be like Father, Son, and, you know, whatever? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be, yeah. Uh, like, there was a lot of uh, retranslation that was done under uh, Pope Ratzinger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like he went back to closer to more faithful Latin translations and mass. And they had to like reprint instructions for every church to hand out oh. because you had to stop saying like, like part of it was you would turn to whoever was witness to you and you would say, peace be with you. And then you would say back to them and also with you and everybody would shake hands. It was a nice part of the ceremony. Mellow greetings, Shibble. Yeah. You'd say peace be with you. And they'd say also with you, but now it's peace be with you. And the respond is, is and with your spirit, which oh. just like, doesn't feel like a natural thing to say. Oh, it does to me. And with well, your spirit. I it yeah. sounds like something that would just roll off my tongue. Well, peace be with you, Ethan. <laughs> Mellow greetings, Shivel. Was that the last fact? Uh no, but there are three more, and I, I thought I'd keep them oh, uh <laughs> Oh, the I meant the last one for this. Oh, this, I apologize. Uh, I misunderstood. Yes, that was the last of this block of three, yes. Well, that transition was so smooth that it's crazy. <laughs> it was. You know what else is crazy is the Nephilim. Mm -hmm. But can it love? Oh. 
A werewolf ain't my dad, but it's not so bad. It might sound crazy, but can it love? Can it give me a kiss? Can it hold my hand? Would it say I love you? Does it understand? Does it know that I've never felt this way before? There's a full moon tonight. It's so romantic. This might sound crazy, but... Can it love? Can it love? That's so sweet. Thank you. No one else is sweet. Just a big old Nephilim in love. Do you think it could happen? No. Didn't you tell me they don't have souls? They do not have souls. That is my understanding. I I may be wrong. I'm not, you know, uh, a you know, like God or anything. I don't know this kind of shit, but I would imagine it would take a soul to have love in your heart. Okay. Well, I'm going to say this. All right. Yes. We know that the book of Enoch is in the Apocrypha, right? Mm-hmm. So we know that it's not part of like the infallible word of the living God. Right. So, so we're, neither, we can neither question is the Bible, that source. So, but I don't know what your point is. <laughs> we can question that source, right? Oh, okay. Well, still, you know, Kneeling at the foot of the cross. And <laughs> very important. Yeah, yeah, you want to be able to do that. Yeah. So I think that maybe that part of them not having souls was uh, maybe uh, a misinterpretation or a, a lie spread by their enemies, who obviously were people being oppressed by these evil giants. Maybe they just had a little tiny sliver of a soul. Oh. Maybe since. The the flood, their heart has grown three sizes. I, I, I was trying to get the three up. <laughs> yeah, it, it could have happened. It could have happened. They are half human after all. Maybe th- maybe what these Nephilim need is a little bit of love. I think it would be interesting if they, like you, as you said, had a sliver of love, just a trace amount, not enough love to do anything with, but it could grow if they had like, you know, if they learned to love, you know, like they have the potential for love but not the ability immediately, but definitely I, I, I can see the way you're talking, the potential for love. Okay. Well then let's say you wanted to open up the heart of a Nephilim. Where would you take your Nephilim on your first date? Martell. Oh, very classy. It's a nice, very restaurant. romantic. It's in Southport, Connecticut, right on the Fairfield border. It's lovely. And if I really care about someone, that's where I would take them. I'm very excited for you to reveal tonight that your date is actually an F. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> wow. You look just like your pictures. <laughs> you, you're a lot taller than I thought you'd be. <laughs> your sixth finger is really well formed. Uh, I knew a guy with a six finger once. Did you really? Yes. He had a very small second thumb growing out of the side of his thumb. You know, that must have been rough for him going to school and having that. I bet it was. I feel bad. I hope he had that uh, removed if he was able to. No, nah, he. I think he grew to, to be accustomed to it. You well, know what it, I mean? Either way. either. I mean, he was, he was a grown adult when I met him. And... Oh, okay. All right. Well, if he was fine, good. I'm glad that he Yeah, he was living better. a good life. Good. That's fine. Uh, uh, where would I go for my first date? 
What would you do nephilim. with the Nephilim? Tell me. How would you seduce this giant, red-headed, half-angel, uh, soulless beast? You know what? I'd like to go for a hike. <gasps> mm. I think... Obviously, uh, they they like the great outdoors. You don't want them to be cramped in some place with a ceiling, right. feeling self conscious. You know. Oh, great! That's you know what you're so you're so thoughtful. I wouldn't have thought of that. You want them to be so comfortable. I like that. That's great. And maybe maybe she could give me a piggyback ride. That would be fun. How fun! Yeah, I just wear me like a little backpack. Oh, a shibby. Got And then maybe she could. Uh, do you think she could fuck? Oh, I forgot the song. <laughs> that sounds crazy, but can't fuck. Song is a great word for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's on the charts. <laughs> Didn't reach number one, but it's up there. It should. Um, I, I think it can fuck. Oh, yeah. It has, a, it has a, oh, wait a second. Maybe not. It's half human and half angel, right? Yeah. Oh, I forgot to factor in that humans have a soul. Okay, wait. All right. So half human, half angel. I do okay. Here's the big question that that everything depends on. Do mm -hmm. angels have like Barbie and Ken areas, or do they have big bulging genitals? Well, they were able to fuck uh, human ladies, right? Not through because magic. You're saying there was a physical act. Yeah. No, they physically wanted to do the nasty. Okay, then definitely, my... then definitely, Nephilim can can do the fucking. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Biblically, scholars agree, Nephilim can fuck. Biblically speaking, at least. <laughs> <laughs> because biblically, it means to know someone biblically. Know uh, someone biblically means to do the nasty. Yeah, in their hole. That's right. To, yeah, to rub the stuff. <laughs> it's fight night. Fight. Welcome to Fight Night. Round one, in this corner, we have the 12-foot-tall, red-headed, six-fingered, soulless Nephilim. In the other corner, we have 7-foot-one, 603-pound, 21-year-old, Prime Shaquille O'Neal. Damn, the battle of the big boys. Now, Shaq, he's going to be about... Half the size of a Nephilim. They're very big. They're very big, Shaq. You're very big, too. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, I know you're not feeling that way looking at that Nephilim, though. It makes me feel small. How high is the rim in the NBA? Ten feet. Okay, so this guy, his chin is at the top of the backboard. So basically, I could touch the top of his head if I jumped as high as I could because that is a story about me from high school. That you could uh, touch the top of the backboard? Yes. Okay, yeah. You could, You could. If you leaped as high as you possibly could, you might be able to punch him in the chin. <laughs> that sounds like good odds. Wonderful. I'm going to say, when I look at it that way, I'm going to want three shacks in this fight, my man. I agree with you. I think that's reasonable. And you know what? That's really impressive. Because imagine how many us's it would take to kill a Nephilim and only three shacks. No, I'm going to say you're going to need at least 10 of us each. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
Um, so we're going to go with uh, three shacks. All right. Round two, we have the Nephilim versus Charles Hansen, a backup singer on the song Mbop, who is now the leader of a murderous cult. Boy, his life took a severe turn. Yeah, you, you, you don't see those things coming sometimes. No, and boy, that was a great track, Mbop, really. The Sounds of Summer. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to say, does does Charles Hansen have his followers with him? Of course, he has the, fa- the Hansen family. <laughs> He's got the Hansen family, who isn't the actual Hansen family, right, no, but no, his, not own, his own separate Hansen family. Yeah, murderous crazy people, not the three young brothers, no. Not the three brothers. Um... Okay, they're going to have knives. Pretty good with knives. Tex Watson had a gun. Yeah, there's gonna, they're going to have one revolver between them. Now, I'm going to have to put this one on the Nephilim. You're absolutely right. Number three, we have the Nephilim versus Catwoman. Okay, Catwoman. <laughs> Obviously, uh, Selena Kyle. Ah, that's correct. Uh, also known as Masterful Cat Burglar. Mm-hmm. Uh, very quick on her feet. Good with a whip. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say she's she's, she's she's nimble enough that she could uh, take down a Nephilim. I agree. I think Catwoman is like a badass. Like I, I think she's like on the level of Batman. Just doesn't get the press. I mean, that's my opinion. Yeah, I think she. I think in terms, uh, like, because she's obviously escaped from Batman several times. So she certainly has skill sets she, I mean, in she which has, she could compete with Batman. She's on that level. Uh, yeah. Number four, we have the Nephilim versus the Yokuza, Japan's notorious egg and cheese eating tattooed gangsters. Okay. They love a good egg and cheese. That's going to give them the protein they need to start their day. Right. That's important. Yeah. And and the, the carbs on your bagel or your croissant, however mm-hmm. you're getting or your roll. Uh, yeah, but, and they're probably too young to have to worry about their cholesterol. Yeah, a totally. lot of them. Uh, yeah, and they'll, they'll be armed and Fair we know enough. that the Nephilim is a uh, weak to gun type attacks after being killed by those special operators in Kandahar. So I'm going to put this on the Yokuza. Excellent. I agree with you, actually. Uh, that takes us to the Nephilim versus the Hephilim, which is a Hephilump with one Nephilim parent. Okay, so it's one quarter angel. Yes. One quarter human. <laughs> yeah. One half Ephilump. Yeah, Ephilump, right. Ephilump. Ephilumps, okay, and obviously uh, no woozles around. No woozles, none. No woozles. But I think I think the Ephilump is only going to give the uh, Nephilump a couple more tricks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. Uh, so I'm going to have to put this one up. Was it Hephalim or Nephilim? Hephalim. He- Hephalim. Okay, yeah, I'm going to put this one in the Hephalim. I love that answer. Uh, n- uh, number six, uh, the Nephilim versus taking a test in front of a 3D copy of Man Proposes, God Disposes. Okay, so it's almost like he's immersed in there. It's more like an M.C. Escher. Like, if he looks at it long enough, it'll start to, you know, come out. Okay. Okay. So it's just, it's just employing some different painting techniques. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. It still has a polar bear eating flesh. Don't worry. Yes. Yes. And it still is channeling the psychic weight 
of the f- collective failures of the British Empire. Yes. Boy, that's a powerful blow. And uh, yeah, I'm going to say angels will be weak to psychic type attacks. Yeah, I'll put this one on the uh, 3D man proposes, God disposes. Great. That's a really interesting answer. I enjoyed that. Um, two more. We have the Enephilim. Ten heavy set divorced women who are tired of taking your shit. They've had enough. Uh, what, 10 of them, you said? Oh, they're very upset. Yes, 10. Oh, 10's a lot. And boy, they're not going to make it. I'm going to have to put this one on the Nephilim. Oh, wow. He's going to murder all the divorced ladies. Okay. Yeah. Last but not least, we have the Nephilim versus <laughs> the, ne- <laughs> the Nephilim versus the Minotaur, the half tiny fish, ha- half tar guardian of the labyrinth. Half tar, like just tar the substance from the tar. film. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like tar from the movie Tar. Oh no, no, no! I don't. Not Kate the tar Legend. baby. I'm talking the minnow tar is half minnow, half tar. Okay, that's gonna be a pretty small creature. It's only half minnow. There could be a ton of tar. You never know that. Well, since it's half and half. I'm going to have to assume the equal parts minnow and But I didn't mean half size. I meant like half birth, you know, like birthright. Okay. So they both have equal control. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's a minnow's head and shoulders sticking out of a giant pool of tar. A massive tar. Yeah. I'm still going to put this one on the, uh, on the Nephilim. I got to say it. And that was Fight Night. If you had said it was the conductor tar, I might have gone a different way. <laughs> Understood. That was very well done, Ships. You too. Thank you. Do you have any more? Layla presents Goofy Bible Prince. Number seven. Peace on earth and goodwill toward men. A lovely all-encompassing sentiment for Christmas. Joshua Christ Christmas. This is what an angel said to the shepherds on a hill near Bethlehem, according to the King James Version. Except that a more accurate translation of the Greek is, peace on earth to people that he favors, he being God. Yeah. Yeah. I hope everything's going good for the right people. Yeah. that's what, It's not peace on earth to, to all people. It is peace no. on earth to the pious people. Yes, to the right ones. Come on. Let's, let's not be sloppy about this. Religious people for the win. Number eight. Out of thy lions. Get out of your lions. <laughs> you want to make a Detroit joke? Uh, boy, uh, I would if I knew anything about any of the players in Detroit. <laughs> I I really well, can't. Barry Sanders was a long time ago. You could have reached Barry Sanders, you got to read your Bible, buddy. There you go. Get out of thy lions. <laughs> there are lots of loins in the Bible, as in fruit of, you know, having children, all that stuff. An 1804 edition offers a zoological twist on reproduction, though, with mm. the quote, thy son that shall come forth out of thy lions. Wah, wah. Yeah, good job, Dang. Bible guys. <laughs> Number nine. Printers have persecuted me. A Freudian finale to the list. Uh, this error in a 1612 Bible Blames our inky, fing- uh, inky fingered friends instead of princes, which is the ah. entirely justified, you might think, except that in the age of the internet, 
uh, I'm not going to, uh, God, they're, they're jokes. Just You've really got to proofread these before. No, I proofread them, but then I look at it and I go like, oh, that's not info. It's like, it's awful. Um, so yeah, it's printers have persecuted me, but it's princes have persecuted me. So that's actually, it kind of has some meaning to it because, uh, they had to stop printing, uh, uh, certain versions of the Bible, including the first English translation, which was banned initially. (laughs) Who'd have thought? (laughs) Well, Ethan, I can tell that you're just horribly terrified. You know what? You know me so well. I'm fucking scared to shit. I'm frightened. I mean, one of these things killed a troop. You know what? And we support the effing troops. Yeah. I mean, to me, the scariest thing that could ever happen would be someone in a war dies. Oh, my God. We we support the troops and condemn Hamas. <laughs> <laughs> you got to tell me, speaking of Hamas, is real? Is real? Shekit Bavakasha. Hey! <laughs> Who would have thought that the name of this segment would be the part that a show that has aged so poorly? Yeah, who, yeah, out of everything we've said, it's the Israel section that's the most uncomfortable. Thanks, Netanyahu. Yeah, seriously. Fuck for you, the man. real victims of what you're doing. <laughs> this is our 9 11. <laughs> now. It's tough to say whether or not, of course, the biblical Nephilim are real. But uh, contemporary cryptozoologists do consider the Kandahar giant, at the very least, to be uh, uh, a hoax. Oh, uh, they, they consider. I thought you were going to say they consider it to be real. So the 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 one the troops killed was a hoax. Uh, yeah, because apparently. Uh, it just became a, first of all, it just sort of became a thing that like special forces would say they would just uh, like, whenever they got back to base, be like, we killed a giant out there. Like it was like an in joke that they had. Apparently it's, really funny. it's kind of funny. I'll give them that to go back and be like, I shot a guy that was 15 feet tall today. Well, at least they kept their sense of humor after having to murder people to go through college. It's true. And then, uh, that guy, Mr. K, his story where he talks about uh, an operator named Dan getting right. killed. Yeah. Uh, no one named Dan. There's no records of anyone named. No Dan. one named Dan has ever served in the army. You're saying getting no one got killed in Afghanistan named Dan at that time. Oh, that's disappointing. I mean, not that no one died. Disappointing that the story's not uh, true. Yes. So uh, the story does not seem to check out. There does not appear to be a giant of Kandahar that has not stopped the giant of Kandahar story from gaining traction in QAnon circles, which is why (laughs) I definitely wanted to make sure that I came out and said the official viewpoint of Uncle Monster is Nephilim are not real. There's a reason why they were apocryphal in the Bible. Yeah, they're also not real. That's the other reason. Sorry, sorry, Q brother, brothers, Q. Yeah, we hate to break it to you. Yeah, we love you guys, but sorry, you're fucking insane. Yeah, no, everything else you're saying is 100 percent right, and you oh, need God, to keep yes. on spreading <laughs> I mean, on. the word and the light. They know, man. They know. They have secret information. Speaking of spreading the light, is that the red light from Uncle Monster? Ooh. Hey, it is. It's me. Hey, Uncle. How are you, buddy? 
I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing not bad. That's great to hear. Now, what I'd like to ask you, because you're an expert in this, is we have a, a week before the next episode. What in the hell are we going to do to keep ourselves busy, us in the audience? I think everybody. I think you. I think the audience. I think me. I think Uncle Monster 2. I think people that don't listen to the show. I think they all should watch a movie. That's an amazing idea. I like that. But but the question is, though, what which movie? I think you should watch the movie Blind Fury. Starring <laughs> Rutger Hauer as a blind swordsman who learned how to wield a sword after being blinded in the jungles of Vietnam. <laughs> It sounds like an amazing film. I'm really looking forward to that, Uncle Moss. That's a good suggestion, actually. That's your best one I've heard in a while. It clocks in as below 90 minutes, and it's available to watch for free on TV. <laughs> Thank you for the info. Hey! Is that Uncle Monster 2? It's me, Dos. It's the twofer. What's going on, brother? You got a movie recommendation for us? Oh, of course. I, I love to give movie recommendations to you guys. If you invest too much in sealed VHS, you should check out the feature-length motion picture, The Sandlot. A guy's girlfriend dies, and he rebuilds her with pieces of New York City hookers. I'm sorry, that was Frankenhooker. This yep. one is baseball or something. The national pastime. But don't take my word for it, LaVar. Don't take his word for it, LaVar. But listeners, take my word for it when I say you should head over to our Patreon at Uncle Monster 6, where you can find a bunch of fun bonus episodes. We're currently working our way through the Paranormal Activity franchise. Hell yeah. Uh, we also, uh, you should find us on YouTube. You find us there at Uncle Monster Podcast. We got a bunch of fun videos going on over there. We Check have out some reaction videos that are freaking amazing. I like. I really am proud of them. I think you guys will really get a good laugh out of them. So go check them out when you have a chance. Thank you. And uh, you can also find us on Instagram at Uncle Monster Six, and you can find us on Blue Sky at UncleMonster.BSky.Social, and you can email us if you want to get into our mailbag segment. Email us at UncleMonsterPodcast at gmail.com. Ethan, is there anything I'm forgetting? Of course yes. there is. On Rumble, you cannot find us. You can't find us there, but you can find us on whatever app you're currently using to listen to the show. And you can give us a five star. You can leave us a rating. You can subscribe. And if, you, if you like it, but don't love it, and you're thinking four stars, how about you think again? Just give us the bump. We'd do it for you. We would. We're just graded ask. on a curve here. <laughs> Come on, brother. Five stars is free. That's so what go, I always say. Go do that for us. We'll be back with you next week. But until then, don't, don't get, get spooked. spooked.